0: Okay, I appreciate that this ice cream shop wants to be bougie, but what's with the dress code? Are the waffle cones, like, dipped in caviar and dusted with gold
1: or something? Hey, remember when I told you that this date night was going to be a surprise? Yes. Well, part of the surprise is not knowing what it is. (laughs) You know what, Squatter?
2: (laughs) Hi, would you like to sample a flavor
0: tonight?
1: We're actually going to the storage room. All right, come on. After you.
0: Ah... The ice cream parlor doesn't have a dress code. It's the speakeasy behind it that
1: does. <laughs> Mystery solved. Wait, does this mean we're not getting ice cream, though? Yo, Jay, my man, what's happening? Yo, Unk. Good to see you, man. It's been a while, bro. You all wifed up now? Yeah, something like that. Unc, this is Crawford. Crawford,
3: Unc.
0: Hey, nice to meet you.
3: Damn, my guy Jay never brought a girl with him around here. See, so you must be a real one. Stop
1: blowing up my spot, Unc. I am gonna have to check your ID, though, miss. You can check my ID any day. Hi, y'all have a good night. And Jay, you treat her right. Oh, I will, because I know that if I don't, you'll be right there to pick up my slack. <laughs> you know that's right. I guess I had kind of just assumed that the squatter was a slut. We
0: never talked about it, but... I wouldn't have been surprised to find out that I was on a roster of women that he was sleeping with. In some ways that almost made the whole thing hotter for me. It felt like there was this inevitable expiration date, you know, when one of his other flings turned into something real, or when he realized that dating a woman 15 years older than him was kind of a waste of time. But finding out that the squatter wasn't a player was a really nice surprise. And maybe my assumption that he was said more about me and my distrust of men than it did about who the squatter really is. In this case, and in this one specific case only, I was glad to be wrong. So, surprised? Pleasantly. Once I realized you weren't taking me to some kind of back room illegal poker game.
1: Am I like the son of a 40s gangster in your mind?
0: (laughs) Okay, to be fair, the way you talk about your dad does kind of make him sound like a crooked mafioso.
1: Because you might wind up with a horse head in your bed.
0: (laughs) This place is amazing.
1: You want to know the best part? Check out the menu. (gasps)
0: Boozy ice cream floats.
1: Name a better spot for a lush with a sweet tooth.
0: Mm, Lush with a sweet tooth. That should totally be the name of my next book.
1: See what happens when you actually let someone get to know you instead of using them for sex?
0: Oh, I am totally still using you for sex, though. (laughs) Jess, been a long time, bud. All right, I'm going to touch this table real quick, and then I'll be right over, okay?
1: Yeah, we got you, Ben. Take your time.
0: Okay, do you know everyone who works here?
1: (laughs) Actually, kind of. I used to manage this place.
0: Wait, like you had a job? Wow! Oh, come on, you don't exactly give off hourly wage energy.
1: Hey, I may have an obnoxious trust fund,
0: but that doesn't mean I don't work. Are you currently employed? No. <laughs> but I have worked, historically. <laughs> historically?
1: Yeah. While my siblings were off collecting useless degrees, I was busting my ass, waiting tables, walking dogs, Shit, I even took a job as one of those bike messengers. (laughs) Seriously? Yes. And my legs were jacked that year. Mm, So I have
0: the bike courier job to thank for all that thrust power that...
1: And a farmer's tan.
0: Are we calling that a tan? (laughs) You wanna come in?
1: You know I do, but I have an early flight.
0: Oh, I didn't know you were going out of town. You've gotta warn me before you take Mr. J
1: away. I'm just going down to the Miami Open. Yeah, my mentor wants to intro me to some investors. Oh, your mentor likes tennis? I hope so. He's married to Serena Williams.
0: Wait, the creator of Reddit is your mentor? Holy shit, Squatter, that's like really legit.
1: Should I be offended by how shocked you seem?
0: (laughs) No, you just never talk about this stuff.
1: Listen, Crawford, I know that you think of me as just some idiot fuckboy that you're just humoring with a few
0: dates. No, I don't.
1: But... Once you let your guard down, you're going to see that I am a fucking catch. So, me and Mr. J are going to go get packed, okay? And you can get a head start on missing us. See you soon, Crawford.
0: The fact that I wasn't going to see the squatter for a while made me want him that much more. But tonight was the first time that I felt something deeper for the squatter than just unfettered lust. He was thoughtful, and ambitious, and humble it turns out. And whatever family baggage he had dealt with seemed to have made him a more down-to-earth person. Definitely more grounded than I'd expect for someone who grew up with a literal horse farm. There was a sort of magic between us tonight that either wasn't there before, or it was but I was just too cynical to see it. As I pictured what my next few days without the squatter and that oh so magical wand of his would look like, I couldn't help but wonder, was I about to ruin everything by catching real feelings from my fuck buddy?
3: You're listening to Taylor Vaughn Lassley's I Couldn't Help But Wonder, a fiction podcast about a sexy group of friends who, after all these years, are still making their mark on the city.
2: This just doesn't make any sense. We tried for the better part of my 30s, and it never took. Not even once. And now, just all of a sudden, I'm
4: a fertile myrtle? Maybe the fertility treatments had delayed results? Or
0: Ari's sperm were just taking their time before their sneak attack? Sleeper sperm.
2: Well, I'm glad you think this is funny because Ari and I are losing our shit. What am I gonna do with a newborn at 46?
0: The same thing you did with the other three.
2: (laughs) What? Take him to mommy and me, where everyone will assume I'm their grandmother. Oh, come on. At worst, they'll probably think you're the middle-aged nanny. Uh, See? I'm middle-aged. Middle-aged women are not supposed to give birth to babies
0: they should be able to drop the kids off at school and then go day drink with the rest of the moms. Um, excuse me, aren't you the one always telling us not to be slaves to the should?
4: Yeah, and you can just formula feed and keep day drinking with the broads. (laughs) No, 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 this is a
2: disaster. My other kids are 11 years old. I mean, I finally reclaim just a shred of my identity outside of being the triplet's mom. And now...
4: I'm going to be the old mom?
0: Old rich dudes have babies all the time. So
4: true. When you think about it, this pregnancy is really a feminist rallying cry. Saying what? D- uh, if Mick Jagger can procreate into his 80s, so can I.
0: <laughs> right? I'm sure all the other moms are going to be jealous of you. I mean, you know what you're doing. And they're going to be running around like chickens with their heads cut off trying to figure out which diapers are most absorbent. Diapers.
2: Diapers. Oh, God. I don't know anything about diapers anymore. Should I use the Jessica Alba ones? Or or do I now have to do cloth diapers because of the environment? The environment. How can I bring another baby into the world right now when it's 70 degrees at the polar caps?
4: I remember pregnancy paranoia. What is that? Weed gummy. <gasps> You're stressing me out, man. I cannot believe you brought edibles to my baby's first ultrasound. It's not personal. I bring edibles everywhere. Sherry, what? Mm.
0: The death glare Scar's giving me is telling me that I
4: do not- Thank you, Cher. Now, hand me the trash can.
0: (laughs) Twelve years ago, after Scarlet and Ari had tried and failed to make a baby the old-fashioned way, she found herself in her mid-thirties and four years off her target date for baby number one. So, to make up for lost time, she decided to pursue three methods at once. Surrogacy, adoption, and IVF. The chance of any of those working out was slim. The chance of all three of those working out was statistically impossible. But almost everything that happened to Scarlett Ames Silverstein, from getting into Juilliard at age 16 to surviving some bad ceviche on our girl's trip to Peru, was statistically impossible. A little over a year later, Scarlett wound up with three kids. Asher via surrogate, Sophia via Ukrainian adoption, and Noah, who she was told had been conceived from her very last egg. Since they were all born in the same year, everyone just called them the triplets. Now, with this surprise baby on the way, Scarlet had a perfect bingo card of conceptions without even planning on it, which was the root of her problem.
2: Okay, Mrs. and Mr. Silverstein, welcome back. It's been a while. I've got the ultrasound right here, and everything looks good. I, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Dr. O'Brien. I delivered
0: two of Scarlett's first three. Dr.
2: O'Brien, these are my best friends, Cher and Mindy.
0: Yeah, we're just sorry stand-ins. I got here as fast as I could.
2: I'm not in labor, sweetheart. It's just the first ultrasound.
0: You kidding me? This is the first time in 15 years I've knocked you up without having to jerk it into a cup first. I want to see my handiwork. All
2: right. As sweet as that overshare was, I do actually have to conduct an exam here. So, ladies. I'll text you guys. Thank you so much for coming.
0: Yeah, thanks, you guys. Now, get out so we can
3: see our latest little text write-off.
4: Okay, so Wait. The squatter's going out of town, and you still haven't slept with Mr. Flapjack? Oh god,
0: how's that gonna shake out? Well, actually, I have an update on that front.
4: You slept with Flapjack? Keep your voice down.
0: No, no, not yet. But... I think this weekend. Hello? Say more! Okay, well he literally did not have the emoji keyboard downloaded on his phone before we started dating.
4: Red flag emoji, old man emoji.
0: (laughs) Shut up. So I'm teaching him what they all mean, and then when we were texting about our plans for this Friday, he sent me this.
4: Bed, heart, eggplant, water, horny devil. Uh, wow, okay, this is not subtle at all. You've taught him well. I know. Is
0: it happening?
4: I think it's happening. (sighs) Oh my gosh. Ugh, not again. What's going on? Tonight's supposed to be my night with Jin, but she just asked if Pete wants to come out with us. That's nice, right? This is the third time in two weeks that my partner is hanging out with my husband. I signed up for polyamory, not
0: polygamy. <laughs> you think Pete would try to turn Jen into a Mormon sister wife?
4: <laughs> if it meant having someone to laugh at the same 12 dad jokes he tells them, yeah, I think he would.
0: <laughs> well, I think you're just annoyed because Pete and Jen getting along so well is proof that you have a type.
4: I do not have a type. Pete and Jen couldn't be more different.
0: She makes beer. He's basically the equivalent of a sommelier for beer. A Cicerone. Yes, that. That. They both love hockey and drag race, and they even kind of have the same laugh.
4: Oh my god, you're right.
0: I have a type. I, on the other hand, am dating two men I feel like could not have less in common with each other.
4: Uh, no need to brag. No,
0: I'm I'm saying at least you know what you want.
4: What I want is for Jen and Pete to find each other just repulsive enough so that they never want to hang out together.
0: Scar texted our thread later with ultrasound pictures of the new baby she swore the baby was waving in the photo but to me it just looked like an isolated alien limb floating in space to be fair i am not a baby person i really only became an amazing aunt to mindy and scarlett's kids once they were old enough to want to go on shopping trips with me i still think you're the only person i've ever known who treats a broadway show like a (laughs) sing-along it's mama mia how am i not supposed to sing along to mama mia DON'T GO WASTING YOUR REMOTE! (laughs) Holy shit, what is all of this? (laughs) It's a dozen tulips for every day we've been together. Tulips because you hate the way roses smell. Which I still think makes you a sociopath, by the way. (laughs) I'm sorry, but they even smell (laughs) cliché. Come here, beautiful. I adore you. You do? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, that's funny. Why? Because I... kind of feel the same way. Yeah?
1: We're gonna go to the bedroom now.
0: Yeah? Do you want to help me get undressed? I literally thought you'd never ask. no fair. I can't be the only one. (laughs) Why not? You've been teasing me this whole time. (laughs) Go stand over there. I want to see you. All of you. I'm taking it off now. Oh my god. You are fucking perfect. Somehow Mr. Flapjack always managed to say the right thing in the right moment. And I could tell from the yearning in his eyes that he really meant what he said. He saw the stretch marks on my hips from when I grew five inches in one summer. He saw the little pooch under my belly button that I gave up on trying to suck in years ago. He saw that my left breast was bigger than my right, and... That they weren't that big to begin with. I watched him study me, not in a weird way, but like he was deciding where on my body he wanted to start. It was difficult for me at first, standing there completely naked in brighter than preferable lighting. But I was so comfortable with Mr. Flapjack that the vulnerability didn't actually feel all that vulnerable plus I was so focused on him and his angeringly flawless body that any self-consciousness I had before I quickly forgot he was ideally proportioned everywhere he was the most gorgeous man I'd ever laid eyes on and I was finally about to go to bed with him Oh, oh. oh. oh that was amazing. Oh my God. Oh my god. Oh, oh. oh. yeah? Very, uh, very, yeah. Very yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. I feel like there's only one thing that's missing right now. Um... Could it be this? <sighs> Holy shit, Marlboro Vintage. Ugh, that's my brand. I remember. Here, let me. Uh, yes. The best sex is the kind that, that makes, makes you crave a, a cigarette, cigarette right after. after. That's one of my favorite lines of your writing. Oh, I didn't realize you're a fan. How could I not be? So you had this unopened pack of cigarettes on deck, what, for when I definitely thought it was good? (laughs) That is pretty cocky.
1: Uh, not cocky. Just optimistic. So, what do you
0: think? Was I worth the wait? Mm, I don't know. I think it might be too soon to tell.
4: Well, how about another round so you can decide?
0: (laughs) Mr. Flapjack threw me back on the bed and did exactly what he'd promised to do. He made love to me again, and then once more. And it was the most passionate, tender, euphoric night of my life. I realized later when I woke up snuggled against him that I hadn't just fallen asleep in Mr. Flapjack's arms. I had totally fallen in love with him too.
3: You just listened to episode 6 of I Couldn't Help But Wonder, a fiction podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please rate, subscribe, and share with your friends. New episodes are released every other Friday on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to support the making of future episodes, go to patreon.com slash I-C-H-B-W. I Couldn't Help But Wonder is a production of Bullet Dodge Studios. This episode was written, directed, produced, edited, and sound designed by Taylor Vaughn Lastly. Our production coordinator is Tarek Ziad. Starring Taylor Vaughn Lastly, Manuel Ozano, Matt Ramo, Cleo Handler, Gaba, Jeremy Guskin, Tarek Ziad, Amy Shaughnessy, and me. Zach Reed. Our theme song is Tango Mechanique by Kirk Pearson and Bit. Additional music credits for this episode include Ice Cream and a Beer by Food Will Win the War and Step Into Me by Miami Slice.
0: you next